welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new author podcast. This is episode number 71. Today is April 5th, 2020. We're sitting in the middle of this, uh, this lockdown isolation thing that we're going through. Um, I am one of the hosts of this podcast, Jerry Evanoff. I have a very important question to ask you, other host, Lindsay Evanoff. How are you doing today? That's not the question. That's my normal <laughs> oh, question. I was like, I wow, that's an, that's an easy question. Yeah, I'm doing I, good. Yeah. How's the, uh, this isn't my question either. How's the isolation treating you? Is it any different from last week? No. I mean, I've been kind of isolating for weeks now, just going out when absolutely necessary. So this whole, what's it called? Um, quarantine? Uh, like, no, not quarantine. The, the politicians have another word for it that I can't think of right now. It'll come to me. Or like stay at home or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but they don't call it stay at home. What do they call it? Oh my gosh! I don't watch politicians. I don't know. Um, I don't remember. Anyway, right, you try to It's basically it the same for me. Yeah. All right. Well, my question was, and this is something I was thinking about. I believe I texted you on Thursday and said that my goal this weekend, which I failed miserably at, was to watch the entire season seven of The Office. Yeah. And you yeah. had written back and said um, that your favorite episode was Andy's play. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time, and I, I could be wrong about this, but did you also tell me that one of your favorite episodes is the dinner party from like season five? I think? Oh my gosh. I love the dinner party. So I struggle with both of those episodes because <laughs> they're both so cringy. And I think as I'm getting older, I struggle more and more with things that are cringy. Like I love the British office, but I don't think I can watch it again because uh -huh. I would just constantly pause it just so that I could understand what's about to be said. Um, <laughs> So my favorite is in, in the dinner party is when Michael talks about his plasma TV and he's like, got a room full of people. You just, and he pushes it three inches against the wall and he's like, move it out of the way. <laughs> Did you watch the interview with John Krasinski and Steve Carell that came out a couple days ago? No. So oh, I saw, I did see a little bit of it, just like a little piece of it, but I was busy and I couldn't get to it. I forgot about it. So John Krasinski created this thing called the Good News Network or something like that, where yeah. he just comes out and does like, here's a bunch of good stories. Because if you watch the news, the regular news, you're, you're going to be just scared that the whole world is going to implode tomorrow. Um, yeah. So he was just showing like these good news stories and they're really, they were really nice. Um, and one of them at one point, he just said, hey, this is the 15 year anniversary of this haircut. And he held up a picture of himself from like the season one or season two. And then he brought Steve Carell on and they had like a five minute conversation and it was really fun. And he mentioned that that moment where he grabbed the hold of the plasma TV and moved it like <laughs> two feet. And they both laughed like crazy as they were talking about it. So my question to you was, what is your if you had to name like your favorite episode of The Office? Is it the dinner party? Oh, gosh, no, I wouldn't say it's the dinner party. I mean, ask, me than, again, ask me again next week. I'll be more prepared because there's so many I would have to narrow it down. Um, like, like, okay, so like there's, there's like the Jim and Pam stuff. Like Beach Games is really good. Casino Night is really good. The Job yeah. Part 2 is really good. Even, yeah. um, even the, the first episode of season four 
and is really good when you find out that they're they're dating. That's really funny. But like yeah, in terms except of just, they have to show Michael barfing, which is gross. Yeah, that was gross. Um, in terms of just regular like being funny, I think my favorite episode is email surveillance season two. I think episode <laughs> like two or three somewhere in there. And I was just curious, like if the dinner party was your favorite, if you had a different one. Uh, I I honestly I would have to like go through them and. I can't think of, I, there's so many good ones. I would have yeah. to really narrow it down. All right. So you Make have a homework. Note to ask me next week. I will. Huh? You have homework. You have homework. And now we have a good tease for next week. People <laughs> to find out what your favorite episode, because that's a big thing. Ooh. I think the message, I think Reddit is talking about us like crazy. Like what's their favorite episode? Yeah, really? We're, we're okay. so popular. So jumping right into my <laughs> stats. Um, I am currently sitting on, now this number may surprise people who actually remember from last week where I was. I am currently sitting at 49,875 words, which is 7,480 words down from last week. Now, hmm. I, I will get into that when it gets, when I start, I don't know if I'm going to do it when I start talking about my daily last week day-to-day, probably, or my news, but it'll probably be my day-to-day of, of why I'm down 7,400 words from last week. Um, in terms of mailer light, uh, I, I'm up to 404. I finally crossed the 400 mark. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I'm up nine from last week. I lost a few last week and gained a lot more last week, which is nice. I, I can't tell you enough how much these, um, these free promos are doing for me now, especially book funnel. Book funnel has been amazing. So that's where yeah. I'm at. How about yourself? I can't, I can't wait to get there where I have a book out and I can do book funnel stuff. Um, so draft three is up to 87,365 words. So that's 5,627 more than last week. And I mentioned it last week. I'll mention it again today. I'm revising the chapters of draft two and sending them over to mom, but I'm also pasting them into draft three so that when I do her revisions into draft three, it all kind of matches up. So that's why my number count is getting higher in draft three. Um, Those are just for my self edits. Um, And then they'll go up more, I'm guessing, um, when I do my revisions for mom. So mom finished chapters 20 and 21. Um, I don't know if you remember from last week, chapter 20 is the first sex scene. Uh, I haven't read mom's comments yet. Um, It makes my palms sweat to think about reading her comments, Uh, but I will, I'll get to that. Um, But she did text me last Sunday afternoon and she said, I'm listening to the podcast and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven laughing face emojis. And she said, I know all the words. Nice. Um, Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of good. That's I'm going to have to call my therapist again. (laughs) Um, I have 117 active subscribers and eight unconfirmed. I had one unsubscribe, which I know the person who unsubscribed kind of surprised me a little bit, but that's okay. Um, I have a gain of one unconfirmed subscriber since last week. Um, But all of my unconfirmed are from Moldova. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Israel, Netherlands, Austria, and Norway. Um, So I don't know what that means. Yeah, it, just <laughs> <laughs> it just is. It just is. So last week, Kian was on spring break, so I didn't have schoolwork to do, which was nice. I got a lot of other things done. Monday, I didn't have any classes. Um, I was supposed to have one, but that class canceled. Um, Sunday evening, they canceled. Um, so I worked on my diamond painting all day. I cleaned the house. I didn't do any writing. Um, Tuesday, I had one class at 5 a.m., and I spent the day editing chapter 27, and I got that sent over to mom. Uh, Wednesday, I taught two classes. I worked on the diamond painting. I took key into the orthodontist and to the allergist for his allergy shots. The orthodontist was interesting. Um, 
when we got there, I called them. And when it was Kean's turn to go back, and this was just, he has Invisalign, the Invisalign braces. Um, and we just had to pick up new aligners. So I called them when we got there. And when they had a chair ready for Kean, um, one of the techs came out and got him. And he walked in the door and he had to sanitize his hands. And then they took him back to the chair. And I don't know if you know anything about Invisalign, but he has these little clear... I don't even know what they're made of some sort of hard bumps that they put on his teeth. They call them doorknobs. Um, and so when he clicks the aligner in, it's kind of like braces where those little doorknobs help the aligners do their job. And sometimes like if he eats something hard or sticky, the little doorknobs pop off. So they did have to replace a few of those. They gave him the new aligners and then they walked him back out to the car. I just stayed in the car the whole time. Um, but for allergy shots, one parent is allowed to go in with the kids. Um, so I walked in with him and just kind of stood in the middle of the room. Um, we were the only ones there. So that was kind of nice. Um, Thursday, I taught four classes. I ordered a huge load of groceries. It was like a $300 haul. Um, I took Jeremy's car to base for a new battery. It's, there's a, there's a Firestone on base where we go um, for our car maintenance. So he deployed six months ago, a little over. And I started his car one time. So the battery was dead um, and the tires were really low. So they got that taken care of. And then um, uh, Anna followed me out there, my friend, Anna, and um, we dropped off the car at his work because when he flew into Atlanta, um, he was taken by bus to base to where his car was. So we dropped his car off. Um, and then I ran into the commissary because there was a few things I couldn't get in my grocery delivery. So I ran into the commissary. Um, I went into the liquor store and got some crown vanilla for Jeremy because that's kind of a staple when you're quarantined for two weeks. Um, and I did do a little bit of work on chapter 28, but I did get off schedule because I didn't kind of spend all day working on it. Um, Friday, I taught three classes. I finished editing chapter 28 and sent it to mom. And I also did a section of the diamond painting, which I think I was up until like 1 a.m. trying to finish it and get caught up. Um, during the day, I also spent quite a bit of time setting up the quarantine room for Jeremy. Um, it's kind of like upstairs and on the other end of the house, it has a bathroom. Um, and I, I, there's, there's a little cabinet in there and I set up his Keurig and I put his coffee there and I put the tea kettle there in case he needed to boil water for anything. Um, I put a card table up and I just covered it in food. So he has, I think I, I bought three different types of salt and vinegar potato chips because I couldn't find the ones that I used to buy for him. And they, they all taste a little different. So I put like three different kinds in there and so he can decide which ones he likes best. Um, and then I put, you know, beef jerky and I put little, um, little cups of like broccoli and rice so that he can boil the water and then make this broccoli and rice. And then like some ramen, you know, he can use the boiled water for that. Um, what else did I put in? I put in like four different kinds of cereal and, um, I put in some apples and some oranges and some bananas and I put milk in the fridge and string cheese and um, kiwis and just kind of all the stuff that he likes to eat um, so that he has food throughout the day and I'm not like Aunt B taking Otis breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
Um, so do you, I also, do you, at some point, like, will you have to restock it with food or is it good for the next two weeks? He's probably good for the next two weeks. Um, I may have to, you know, put, give him another thing of milk, um, or like another loaf of bread. Um, but that's, that's pretty easy stuff. Um, I also put a thermometer, a pulse oximeter, Tylenol and a humidifier, dishes, flatware, toiletries. Um, I thought I had everything. I, w- I mean, I thought I'm like, I'm a rock star. I got this. And then yesterday he texted me and said, do you think you could bring me some paper towels? I was like, dang it. I forgot paper towels. Um, so anyway, he's all set up in the quarantine room. Um, and I, like last night I made him some chili and I put it on a little tray and set it outside his door. And then I came downstairs and texted him, your chili's ready. And then he opened the door and grabbed the chili. Um, so, and I started, I started referring to him as my prisoner, which some of my friends think is not necessary, but you know, you have to make light of these situations. Sure. Yeah. So he's my prisoner. It's very funny. Um, Anyway, that was Friday. Friday was a really busy day. Saturday, I revised chapter 29 and sent it to mom. Um, And then today, podcast, laundry, diamond painting. I also, um, have you seen those videos on Facebook where you can make a face mask out of a bandana? I have not. Okay. So you just take a regular bandana and you fold it, you know, a specific way. And then you put some rubber bands on each side and then you fold it again and you can make yourself a, like a homemade face mask. Well, I don't have any bandanas, but I have a whole cabinet full of fabric because in one of my past lives, I used to make quilts. And um, so I dug out a bunch of that fabric and some hair bands. And I think I'm going to make some masks because like, you know, I have to take key into the allergist for his allergy shots. We should probably wear a mask, you know, um, Wednesday, my friend Anna has to take her dog to the vet. Um, so I'll have her kids so she can wear a mask. Um, and that'll kind of help a little bit, I think. So I think I'm going to work on that a little bit today. Um, with all this really cool fabric that I have and that's my week. Wow. That's your week is always so much busier than mine. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I have a kid. Yeah. Your week always makes me tired. Mine, <laughs> mine was, you know, a lot of it repeated every day, you know, every day I'm working from home. Um, so I'm getting up at six 30 and I'm, I'm working until, uh, I'm starting work at seven. I work until most days I work until most days I work until, I don't know, 11, 1130, 1130 or so. Um, I, I write from 1130 to one and then I work until four 30 and then I, stop working for the day. Monday was a little bit different. We had a meeting that took up most of my lunch break. So I ended up writing in the evening, got a couple chapters done. Uh, at the time I had maybe six or seven chapters that I hadn't written yet that were kind of scattered throughout the book. Uh, Tuesday, I worked from home. Obviously I did a sprint from at lunch, which was nice. And I, it's one of those sprints where I just go back and find somebody that did a sprint like a year ago and they recorded it live. And then I watch it live as if I'm, I'm part of it. That way I can see the <laughs> chat. I can see the word counts. I actually kind of like it. It's like, like the first 10 minutes of the sprint will be them talking. And then at some point they'll say, okay, how much time do we want to go for? Okay. 15 minutes. That sounds good. So during that first 10 minutes when they're talking, I make my lunch. I just make some soup. I eat and then I get ready. And then if I need to pause it, I'll pause it to finish eating. And then I sprint with them and I do two or three of those at lunch. And it works out really well. Um, so, I will say Monday and Tuesday, I had some issues with the software that I used to write. I don't really want to get into who it is. I've said it a thousand times in this podcast. 
but they've given me, um, I've had some errors, some bugs. Um, the last couple of days, Monday and Tuesday, it was, it was hard because um, I was working on my laptop and there seemed to be like a, uh, every time I would type, I'd have to wait a couple seconds before the, the letters, well, not a couple seconds, but a split second before the letters would pop up on the screen. That gets kind of tough, especially when you're not the best typist like I am. You make errors, but you don't know that you make it, so you keep going and it gets kind of a, be a pain. And yesterday, uh, Tuesday, I was working on it and it kept saying over and over again, you are offline. Now you are online. You are offline. Now you are online. That's no, a pain. Yeah. And it would save over and over again. And I would go to another page and come back and I would lose like three or four sentences because it was in the middle of saving when I flipped pages. I didn't realize that it, was, it wasn't saved. So that slowed me down. So Wednesday, I just went and did something I'd been thinking about doing for a long time. I downloaded Scrivener and I installed it on my computer. I watched, um, a, I, I watched a couple videos on how to sync up because my big thing about Scrivener was I don't want something that I install on my computer because I use two different computers to write. I use my home computer, I use my laptop. But I also pay for Dropbox now, much like yourself. And mm -hmm. what I learned was if you save your files on your Dropbox, which is where my book files are anyway, you can use Scrivener on your laptop, on your desktop. You can do everything, save it, make sure you close it. And then you can open it on your laptop. And when you open your file, it opens the one from Dropbox, which is the most current file. Oh, nice. So you're, yeah, you're always saving to that file. You just can't have both of them open at the same time. Because if you have both of them open at the same time, you make a bunch of changes on the laptop, they save. You go back to the desktop and because there's an auto save and, and it didn't reload the newer version, it'll automatically auto save the older version on top, over top of the, the newer version. So you got to make sure you close it each time, which is fine. That's something I have to learn because I'm not good at doing that, but that's okay. I can do that. So I moved my entire book from my web program into Scrivener one chapter at a time. That's really cool. They have this really neat formatting thing that makes it really easy to do. I added the, um, the, the description part of, from my, uh, what do you call it? My story grid in there. And I have a notes section. It's, it's really a cool program. I watched some videos on it on Wednesday night. On Thursday, I finished adding it. I figured out which chapters I still had left to write. Only a couple. And um, I, I highlighted chapters. It's really interesting how this thing works. I really like it. I'm sure I'm using like 10% of it, not the whole thing. I'm currently as part of the 30, 30 day demo, but uh, I get paid a week from Wednesday and I will probably buy it. It's like 49 bucks. I'll probably buy it then. And at some point I'll cancel the monthly one that I'm using, the online one I'm using, but I need to get my book three, the first draft of book three that I wrote a couple of years ago. I need to get that in there too, so that I don't lose it. Um, so you did all of this writing, all of these sprints, but you're down so many words. I'm very okay, so, curious about this. So here's what happened there. So that's a perfect question to ask at the perfect time because what I had done was I had written a first draft for this book um, many years ago, the one on book two that I'm working on right now. So as I'm rewriting it now and I'm adding characters and it's instead of one point of view, it's three, the storyline is a little bit different. I'm not deleting the chapters out of my, my, pro, my, my writing program that aren't going to be used anymore because I thought, well, mm -hmm. I might still want to work them back in. So as I'm adding new chapters, I'm just pushing those other ones down and eventually knowing that I'm going to have to delete them. So when I put this into Scrivener, I went in and said, okay, here's 49, 50 chapters that I'm going to use. And that left a good 10 to 15 chapters that I wrote that weren't part of this new storyline. They were part of the first draft, but not, and I knew this was going to happen at some point, but I didn't, I don't like deleting stuff. I don't like deleting stuff off my computer at work. I don't like deleting stuff. There's always a chance I'm going to need it again. 
So this was the time where I copied everything that I was going to use. My storyline is good. And there are a good 10, 15 chapters I won't be using. So I did not copy those over into Scrivener. So those word counts were not being counted. Mm, that makes sense. That's why I'm down. That's why I'm at 40, whatever I said, 40, what did I say? 49,000, 40, yeah, 49,875. Um, so now, and, and so that was Wednesday and Thursday. On Friday at lunch, I went through and there was an actual, so, okay, so Friday, there was a live ReadC write-in, and I like the ReadC people. Um, there was a ReadC live write-in at four o'clock on Friday. So what I did was I worked seven to three, actually about seven to three fifteen, 15, um, straight through. I did not take a lunch. I just worked straight through. I got my eight hours in and then I quit about three 30. And then at four o'clock, I just went on with them with the read C write in. And I got, I think three more chapters done, which left me with one chapter that was not written. I don't know how I'm going to write it yet. So what I did was I considered myself on, Oh, so Friday night I went through and I pasted all the chapters from the, the web program into the blank ones. So there were like four or five chapters that were blank in my, in my Scrivener. I pasted the, the stuff from my, my um, web program into those. They need rewritten, but I need to get the, the words in there. And mm -hmm. Friday night I said, okay, draft two is now done. So I'm officially finished with the second draft. I have one chapter that is blank. I'm not sure how to put it in there yet. So I know what I needed to say, but I, I need to work on the chapter before it, the chapter after it, before I, before I write it to connect them together well. Um, and there are a lot of chapters, probably eight or 10 chapters that all I did was take something from my first draft and copy it in there. It's gonna need to be rewritten, but there's text in there and I'm calling this done with draft two. So mm, okay. the way I looked at it is at the time I had 50 chapters and, um, and I, I had, um, so let's just take it as of today. As of today, I have 50 chapters and I have 50 days until I have to send it to my editor. So. If I was to average that out, obviously do the math, hold on, 50 divided by 50, that would be one. Um, <laughs> that means if I average one chapter per day, I can get this to my editor on time. Um, the good thing about that is yesterday I did the first two. So now I have 48 chapters left, 50 days to go. And the first 17 chapters, I've already gone through really good revisions of them. Um, I can get through those really fast. Good, because if you get the Rona, it's gonna set you back. Exactly, which I don't plan to get that. So um, <laughs> I don't think anybody did, but I also don't. I'm, 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 yeah. So, so I have 48 chapters to go, 50 days to do it. The first 17 chapters are going to be easy. Um, my goal is to get through those by the time we podcast next Sunday to have those first 17 done. Um, I plan to get a lot of them done today, although I have some stuff I got to do today. Um, and then that leaves me, you know, 32 or 33 chapters with about. 43 days to go. So I'm already mm -hmm. knocking that average down. So my plan, um, well, you know, I'll get, to, I'll get to that in a little while. So anyway, that was my week. Yesterday I did two more chapters on draft three. I'm now on draft three, two more, two chapters. So draft three is the following. Number one, go through the chapter, make sure it sounds right. Make sure I'm not repeating words. I read it out loud to myself. I read it mm -hmm. out loud multiple times. I'll go paragraph to paragraph. And if I change words, I'll start over again just to make sure the whole thing sounds right. Update my story grid with everything that needs to be updated, um, especially certain columns like foreshadowing. Um, I have my column called Chekhov's to make sure that if I introduce something that needs to be talked about later, I, I make sure I introduce it. Um, Things like that, because I want to make sure that I'm not leaving threads dangling unless I'm doing it on purpose to mm -hmm. uh, answer them in the next book or the fourth book or whatever. So uh, I'm updating my story grid as I go. 
Um, I'm also running it through Grammarly so that when I'm done, it's done. It's ready to go to the editor. The only reason I need to go back and make a change to this chapter now is if I need to seed something that I realize I need to seed later on in the book back into those early chapters. That's it. So mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, chapters one and two right now are ready to go to the editor. So that is where I am right now. Um, I would say I had a really, really good week because I'm to the point now where I'm happy with the story, the characters, the storyline. I don't have any empty threads. I'm ready now just to knock this out, just to go through yeah. it one chapter at a time and knock it out. So I'm really excited. That's good because you were struggling with it there a few weeks ago. Yeah, there was a time with the plot that I really didn't know what to do. But it's funny. These, it's funny about these sprints. The thing about these sprints that I really like, not only can you just knock a bunch of words out, because it's, it's a sprint, and I almost – Again, I'm not competing with the people that are on the sprint, but I feel like I'm competing with them. And when they start telling their, saying their word count, I want to be like, oh God, I doubled that word count. Ha ha, you suck. <laughs> Which is not really what it is, but I like the idea. And, and because of that, because of that competition in my head, and I'm not really the most competitive person, but because of that competition, it also allows me to just type words without stopping to think about the plot. Like I know what the plot is. I'll type these words out. I'll get them down. I'll have a thousand words after this sprint is done or 2000 words. When I go back through draft three now, I'll go tighten it up and make sure it works with the plot. So yeah, the sprints have really forced me to write words, which, you know, back, you know, a month ago when I was going to work every day, I was going to lunch, I would sit and I would write a sentence and I would look at it and I might change it. I might do some research. And now I'm saying, no, no, research this later. I have one thing where I said, she grabbed something from the ambulance and swung it at somebody. And I, I instead of like going to Google and saying, okay, give me things that are in an ambulance so I could find something that fits size wise and, and the damage mm -hmm. that it does. I just went in brackets. I just wrote, find something from an ambulance. And I'll do that in my draft three. And yeah. doing that save, probably saved me like 10 minutes of research. And I was able to add like 100 words during that 10 minutes or 200 words that I didn't, wouldn't have added before. So yeah, yeah, this sprinting thing has been amazing. And I'm very, very happy that I found it like a couple, I, I believe me, I've known about it a thousand, for, for, since I started writing. I've never actually sat down and tried it though because all my writing happens at restaurants. And I'm not going to go to YouTube and watch YouTube videos while I'm at a restaurant. Well, yeah. now I'm literally forcing myself to do it at home, something I've been struggling with and I'm doing a really good job at it. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about how this is going right now. So nice. um, I'm still shooting May 25th as my editor, June 23rd is my release date. Um, yeah. So that was my week. Um, now I'm going to jump right into my news. Uh, let's go into the group promos. It's kind of a review of the stuff that I review every week. Uh, my group promos, two of them ended on Tuesday. They ended on the 31st. Prolific Works, the final numbers for Prolific, prolific Works, I ended up with 48 subscri new subscribers, up two from last week, 103 total claims, up five from last week. So a couple people last minute probably sent some emails out that said, go do this, including mm -hmm. myself. And, and again, you can see the thing that I don't like about Prolific Works, 103 claims of my book, but only 48 subscriptions, subscribers. Now, don't get me wrong. There could have been people who are already subscribers of mine, but not you know, what is that? Not that many. 50, whatever that, 55 or something, whatever that difference is. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, that, and I immediately canceled prolific works. I canceled them earlier this week. So I'm not paying that $15, $20 a month that I was paying, which is good because I'm about to spend some more money on some stuff that you'll see here in a little while. So, um, and I needed to make up for that money loss. So Story Origin, final numbers. I, it looks like I gained 52 subscribers from Story Origin. I counted them. Uh, you really can't tell uh, uh, downloads, or maybe you can. I just didn't find it. But I gained 52. So between those two, 
I gained a hundred new subscribers, which is great. I, I can't complain about that. Book funnel goes until April 12th. It started May, uh, uh, March 12th, which is a couple weeks ago. And I already have 117 downloads. Um, again, I have new subscribers. Some of them may have already been my list from before. I don't know. But the fact that I have 117 is amazing to me. That's, I love BookFunnel. It's such a great company. Mm-hmm. All right. So I sent a newsletter last week that I did not put the statistics in to this outline. I'm realizing right now as we speak. So I'm going to jump into MailerLite real quick and just try to read them as I go. I think I got in a hurry earlier this morning when I was updating the outline and just didn't write the numbers. So, okay. So this, this um, campaign went out last Sunday. This is the one where I did the AB split where I said um, A was um, isolation is a strange thing where I was going to talk about myself. B was last chance for freebies where I really talked about freebies and the freebies won, it won by far as it always does. I've done this three or four times and as I'm doing these uh, promos, and as I talk about book freebies, that one is always the one that wins the AB split. So if you're doing any kind of a giveaway, I would always say, mention this, the giveaway in the subject line. Don't try to hide it. Just say you have freebies and your mm-hmm. people will go there. The thing about that is those people are already subscribers to you. So them going to your freebie may not necessarily be the best thing for you but it is the best thing for everybody else in that giveaway. And the hope is they have your best interests in heart the same way that you would have theirs in, in your heart as you're writing these emails. So overall stats for this giveaway, let's see. Uh, my open rate was 30%. My click rate was 16%. Um, the open rate, that's about the same open rate I've had. If you look between oh boy, the last, well, I mean the last every, since I did one in June of last year, Every open rate I've had is between the lowest is 29.96. No, the lowest is 25.82. The highest is 43.53. This one was at 30% right in the middle. Um, I had 393 recipients. That's my most recipients since I started doing this. My click rate was 16%, which is my biggest click rate. Yeah, my biggest click rate since I started sending emails out. So I'm really happy about that. Maybe I'm actually getting good at this. Um, so overall, I think it was a pretty successful campaign. I had some, I had one unsubscribe from this campaign, which is nice. Um, so yeah, I would say all in all, that was a pretty good email. And now if you look at my campaigns, I've done, let's see, I've done one campaign every two weeks for the last three weeks. Um, I'm not getting any kind of, I'm not getting any unsubscribes. I'm not getting anything really there. So I think I'm going to keep trying to keep that trend up. The only problem is That'll be March 12th. Well, that or April 12th is my next one. That is when this book funnel ends. So what I might do is I'll do it on the 11th, which is Saturday, this coming Saturday. Um, and I'll do one more just to let people know, hey, this is ending tomorrow. Make sure you get there. Make sure you get as many free books as you can. And then two weeks after that, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll find something between now and then to talk about. I don't know, but I won't have any freebies to be giving away. So I got to try to engage an audience differently, which is going to be strange. So. Uh, let's see. That's my newsletter. My Facebook author page went up three more. People are actually still joining. Um, I, I don't know if that's because, you know, maybe this thing is actually being shown now more, uh, when people go to Facebook, if they're friends with me personally, maybe they're seeing my author page more than they were in the past, or maybe it's being shown somewhere else. I'm wondering if, because I hit a number, I hit a hundred, maybe I hit 50, maybe Facebook is like showing it now more than they were in the past. I just don't really understand how that works, but I am still getting people 
um, over the last couple of days to, to, to like my page. So I would say that if you have a Facebook page, you don't have very many people on it. See if you can get your friends to share it. See if you can get Lindsay's friends to share it for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> because that is what got me to where I am now. And now I'm wondering if it's because I hit that number. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe Facebook is just showing it more. I don't really know how that works yet. So yeah, Finally, I don't know what their algorithm algorithm is. I know that, um, I have had a couple people say, we haven't seen your Facebook post from your author page lately, but I had been putting things up there like two or three times a week and they're not seeing it. So I don't know how Facebook does that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. I know Facebook is confused. I don't like it. I just wish they would show me from, from what's the most current yeah. Facebook post of my friends back, but they, for whatever, they, they, they quit it. Twitter does that Twitter on my, my, my uh, phone has this mode where it's like showing the top tweets first and I have to change it every couple of weeks to know, give me the most current. Yeah. I don't trust you Twitter to show me what I want to see. And yeah. So. I, that's what I don't like about Facebook. Don't pick and choose what I mm -hmm. get to see. I friended these people cause I wanted to see their stuff. So show me all of it. The worst is when I go to a Facebook post and I'll, I'll read it and go, that's a really interesting post. And then like maybe two hours later, I'm like, I need to go back and read that again. And I can't find it's it. It's gone. Yeah. Yep. It's ridiculous. So yep. um, anyway, so that's, that's where I am with my Facebook. And I'm going to try to post something today. Again, I don't know what I tried. I, I said I was going to do it last week and I didn't. Um, I need to come up with something. I don't want to just keep posting freebies on there. So I'll try to come up with something today. Maybe something about this isolation. I, I don't know. I have no idea. So anyway, that uh, that's where Facebook is. Um, finally, I started thinking more about my release date again, June 25th, May 25th to my editor, June 23rd release. Like I said, that's 50 chapters in 50 days. Technically I'm at 48 chapters now in 50 days. I want to try to average two chapters per day. And to be honest with you, the, like I said, the next 17 are, are easy. Um, it, it gets a little tougher after that. So the plan then would be if I can do the next 17 or so this week, and knock it way down, and then average two per day. I should be able to get done by Sunday, May 3rd. So that's the next deadline I'm gonna set for myself. That's 28 days from now. Before we start the podcast on May 3rd, before podcast, I think number 75 starts, I wanna have draft three. I wanna come on here and say draft three is done. I now have a month, or just under a month, to, to go in and revise it. If I wanna make changes, maybe read through the whole thing, make sure the story's tight, you know, think something like that. So that's, that's where I'm at with... Um, where I'm at with this release date, but it is cool to now have that release date in my, my rear view, front view mirror, windshield. I don't, <laughs> windshield. I really yeah. Windshield. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can actually see that light. Here's another cliche, that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I just uh -huh. want to come on here and talk in cliches. You know, my back's against the wall. I got to do it one day at a time. I, I kind of want to just talk <laughs> in cliches now, apparently. So anyway, that's my news. Um, how is, uh, how is your news looking? Um, I, I have a plan. I mean, it's sort of similar to yours, I guess. Um, Wednesday, I want to start working on draft three and sending those chapters to mom. And this should go a lot faster. Um, and then I want to do draft four with mom. Draft five, I want to be for my beta readers in June. Draft six, I want that to be from the editor in July. And then I'm going to let it sit for a month and then go over it again. And that would be kind of like draft seven, the final draft. I'm looking to publish on September 1st. Um, it's not set in stone yet, but that, that's kind of what I have in my head. And, and like you, chapters one through, I think about 16 of draft three are pretty much done because I had been working on them as mom was working on them. 
And then she asked me to stop doing that and just finish the book. Um, so I had like the first half of the book is, is pretty much done, you know, ready to send to mom again. I'm going to skim over it because I think I have a little bit more skill now, you know, than I did three months ago when, when I first did it. Um, so the first, I don't know, 16 chapters or so I'll get to mom pretty quick. Um, and then it'll be a matter of doing all of her revisions, you know, for the rest of the book. Um, so that'll go a little bit slower, but I would love to get drafts three and four done um, by the end of May so that it can go to my beta readers in June. I want to give my beta readers a full month um, to do the whole book. And then I need to get a hold of an editor and get that scheduled for um, July. So when it goes to the editor, it'll be up for pre-order because the pre-order starts um, in, no, my pre-order starts in June. So when the, when the beta readers have it, um, it'll be out for pre-order. Um, but I definitely want to have that month just to let it sit, work on the um, prequel because that's going to be my reader magnet um, so that I can get everything going. Also get book two going. I have a pretty nice uh, outline for book two already finished, um, but it does need some tweaking and then it needs written. Um, so that's kind of where I am with that. I want to set up a book signing here at this local coffee shop right after it's released and then do another one in Ohio um, shortly after that. I would love for both of those to happen in September, but we just have to kind of wait and see what this virus is going to do, um, you know, to see if that'll even be possible. Um, in other news, not book related, uh, Jeremy's home, which is nice. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. He, he spent 27 hours at five different airports on four different flights. And then he took a bus ride from the airport to base where he picked up the car that I left for him and drove home. And you can't, you, he can't, was around. Say where, you can't say where he came in from, right? I can now. He was in Okinawa. Yeah, so he flew from Naha to Tokyo, Tokyo to San Francisco, San Francisco to Denver, Denver to Atlanta. Oh, so that's awful. a lot of people. That's a lot of recycled air. Um, if he does not have the coronavirus, I will be absolutely shocked. And this what is I'm commercial. Kind of, he flew commercial, right? Yeah, he flew commercial. Oof. He was back there with yeah. everybody. Oof. Yep. Yep. But how were the How were the flights? Did he say like were they full? You know what? I didn't even ask. Um, he got home Friday night early, Saturday morning at like three a.m. He got to bed around four and then he slept until about 1215 yesterday. But then I've been so busy like working on the book. I mean, we chit chatted a little bit, but I haven't asked him how the flights were yet. Um, and he's kind of a man of few words. If you don't specifically ask him, you're not going to know because he's going to think, yeah, they don't care about that. I'm just not going to talk about it. Um, so I will have to ask him about that. But like I said, I'll be shocked if he doesn't have it. And we're taking super, super extra precautions because Kian does have asthma his lungs are compromised. He will end up in the hospital if he gets this virus. So, you know, I have the Clorox wipes. I have gloves that I use to handle his food, his laundry, anything that he may have touched. Um, we're just being super, super careful about it. Because like I said, he, with all of that travel, he has to have picked it up somewhere. I mean, it'd be crazy if he didn't. And what I'm noticing um, and, and maybe there's people out there that can contradict this, which is fine. But the people that I know or know uh, people who know people, 
it seems like day 10 is kind of that magic number when it hits. And I know they say three days to 14 days, but from what I'm hearing, the average is right around 10. And Jeremy's day 10 is going to be a week from tomorrow. So um, we'll see how he does. I'm It'll saying be- I, I, um, I hear it a little bit different. I hear the average is right around five to six days. Okay. So they, yeah, two to 14 is what they're saying, but yeah, but, um, I hear five to six. I'm, I don't know if I'm watching different things than you. I watch a lot of YouTube. I'll get to that in a minute. I watch a lot of YouTube and, and a lot of doctors and they're saying five. Well, to I'm six just going days. by people who I know that mm, have okay. it or have had it or people who I know who know people who have it or have had it. So, so you know, people directly who have had it. Yeah. I, don't I have a lot anyone. of military friends and military travels a lot. So yeah. that's well, just I don't the way know. It is. I don't know anyone. I know, I know, I know a friend's cousin has it, but mm-hmm. and she said, she told us that about a week and a half ago. I asked her Friday how he was doing and she said, he's fine. He's just in quarantine by himself. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know anyone directly who has it. Jeremy's sister had it. She's just getting over it. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, one of my closest friends, Dana, she texted me and said that they just took her husband, Doug, um, via ambulance to the ER um, because he got it. Um, now, he had he, just now that was back. a while ago, right? That was a while ago? Did he, yeah, that was like it? three weeks ago. He's so good now. He I know? talked to him last Sunday. He's good. But um, yeah, so I know, I know people who have it or have had it. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't worry about myself. I'm healthy and there's a pretty darn good chance I would get over it. Um, but Kean is lung, his lungs are compromised. And so I'm really concerned about him. And I also wonder if when he went to the ER back in February, they tested him for everything and everything came back negative. So maybe he had it then because it hit hard it hit fast. He had all of the symptoms, like everything that Jeremy's sister had, everything that um, our friend Doug had, that's exactly what Kean had. And then I was sick after that. I was knocked down for two weeks. So maybe I had it too. I don't know. I just read online that um, a medical school or a university hospital, some, somewhere in Pittsburgh, they've developed um, an antibody test. So you can check to see if you've had it, which would be comforting. But then again, I mean, can you get it twice? Do they know? It's mutating. Do they have different you know, strands just like the flu? I, I just really don't know. Um, we're just being super careful. So that's probably all we can thing. do. <laughs> it's probably the best way to do it is just be careful and not get it and, and worry about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, we used to have a running list of things to do. Have you accomplished any of them? No, I haven't accomplished any of them. And that's why they're on the running list of things to do. Cause they used to be on my to-do list. And now it's like, I keep saying I want to set up my Patreon, but really I'm just blowing smoke at you people. Um, <laughs> the, the only one, the only one that's really important now is create a web page for people who finished book one, basically giving them an update on where the characters are from book one before they start book two. That is something I will have to do. And I think I'm going to do it during that time that the, my editor has it where I, I could either, start working on book three or get this done. And I need to get this done. So there's that. There's also the, the story origin, um, do a newsletter swap through story origin. Um, that isn't something I have to do, but I think it's something I want to try to set up at least one with and just see how that works. And then who knows, maybe I'll have 500 subscribers by then and I can set them up myself and have people you know, want to swap with me. So, um, and, and doing it once, I'll understand how to do it. 
The other three items are the same as what they've been, which is get my book up on my website to sell autographed paperbacks. Uh, Patreon, I think Patreon is probably the third thing on that list that I want to do in terms of order of importance. Um, because I really, yeah, you saw me switch it in real time. You did move it. Like it wasn't in the proper order on the outline. And so you had to change it. Yeah. As I was saying, yeah. Um, <laughs> So then get my book up on the website and then obviously record the first two chapters of book one, just to see what my, what my voice sounds like right now. It's a bit scratchy um, because I've been talking so and not drinking anything. Um, so, so yeah, those are the things I think I still want to do, but a couple of them are actually becoming more important than just having them on a list of things I want to do sometime in the, in the past or in the future. So that, that's mine. Now you, you rarely have anything on here. Do you have something on here now? I do. Last week I had four things on here and this week I only have three. Oh, does that mean you I did was, one? I did one. Oh, yay. Okay, what was it? Um, set up the quarantine room for Jeremy. Okay, good. Okay. Which, you know, I kind of had, I had a timeline for that one. So. Yeah, plus um, the, I, way you, the way you set it up, I'm kind of thinking, I'm thinking of if, depending on what happens in my life going forward, I have scheduled to come down there um, over Christmas uh-huh. to hang out with you for the week. And I'm wondering if you could just set me up with a quarantine room. It sounds awesome. <laughs> I posted some pictures on Facebook and I had quite a few people say, Hey, I want to come and quarantine there. Um, so, and Jeremy did say, I asked him yesterday, I texted him and I said, you know, is there anything that you need? And he said, no, you spoil me. So he, he was appreciative. Um, I'm getting closer to finishing draft two in the diamond painting. So, you know, they're still on the running list of future things to do, but I'm getting there. So that's good. Um, I still need to do my city taxes. I'm not any closer on that because I hate it and I think it's dumb um, and I don't want to do it. And also on there, you know, still from the last few weeks is plant the aloe cutoffs for Anna. I have that aloe plant and I saw on Facebook that you can cut off a piece of the aloe plant and then put it in dirt and it'll regrow. And so I was going to do that for Anna so that she has an aloe plant. You know, she has three kids, kids get burned, whatever. Um, I did research that. And I bought a pot and I was ready to do it, but I found out that I need cacti potting mix. So it's a, it's a mixture of sand and soil. Um, and they said, well, you can make your own. Well, I would have to go buy sand. So I might as well just look for the cacti potting mix and then not have to make it myself. So maybe this week I'll get that accomplished. We'll see. We will see. Stay tuned. Will it be on the list next week? <laughs> That's the big question. <laughs> um, in terms of my addictions, uh, you know, I talked about Midsummer Murder last week and actually I want to add Perot to that list. I actually subscribed to um, uh, an app on my Roku called BritBox, which is basically all the British television shows. Unfortunately, Coupling isn't on there. And I love the first couple seasons of Coupling, the British version of it. It's so good. Um, have you ever seen that or heard of it? No, I don't so watch I rem- a lot of TV. I literally put the office on and just let it run while I'm writing, while I'm doing my diamond painting. It's on in the background while I'm cleaning my house. Um, I don't really watch TV. I remember back probably in, I don't know, this had to be in the early, early 2000s. I was traveling for my, my job in my previous life and I was in some little tiny city and their TV in their hotel got, got like five channels. There was no guide. There was no remote control. And I remember <laughs> I was literally turning a knob as if I was just pushing channel up looking for something. And I came across this show and it was, I didn't know what show it was at the time, but it turned out it was coupling. And it was, um, it was, uh, the episode was called, I believe it was called the woman with two breasts. 
I okay. think that's what it was called. And it was this hilarious episode, this guy named Jeff. He was, he's like the Kramer of that show. And he was talking to this woman. He only spoke uh, English. She only spoke, I don't remember where she was from. And they were completely not understanding what each other was saying. So he would say something and she would think he was talking about her boobs. And he, <laughs> he wasn't. Well, then they showed the scene again from her point of view where you heard her English and whatever language she thought he was speaking. And it was a completely different, con- and it was hilarious. It was so funny. And then about a year later, I was scrolling around like, you know, my TV and I think I hit BBC and I saw the same episode. I was like, holy cow, this is that show. What is this? And it turned <laughs> out to be coupling. And it is, it is basically like friends where, um, except it's funny where, um, Oh, friends is funny. I just said that cause I knew you would say that. Um, it's basically like there's this group of six people, three women, three men, and you know they're always in relationships with each other for the most part. And it is a very, very funny show. And I haven't seen it in a while. And I thought oh, I gotta watch this. Well, it wasn't on this Brit box. I think it's still on Netflix. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, I bought this Brit box so that I could watch like the first seven or eight seasons of Perot. I love Perot. My favorite fictional character of all time. My favorite writer of all time is Agatha Christie. And uh, so that's kind of where I, I'm. I've already watched the first couple, and I'm gonna watch this throughout the week in the evenings i'm sure and other than that you know the normal thing that i've been addicted to is the coronavirus coverage but not not regular news i hate the regular news all they want to do is scare you all they want to do is make it political it's all awful um so what i've been doing is i've been watching um things on youtube from actual doctors who talk about the drugs that they're prescribing and what the results they're seeing you know i know everything about hydro hydroxychloroquine that there is to know. I know how it works to ZPAC. I know who's using it, where it's being used. Like I said, I think I told you before the podcast started, there's 80 different studies going on in the US of it. Four of them are in Ohio, which makes me very happy because it seems to be showing results. There's another, um, remdesivir is another drug that's being tested. It's an HIV drug. I just read today, there's a drug in Australia that seems to kill it in vitro called, uh, and now I don't remember what it's called, Ivernic something. I don't remember what it's called now, but it's a really a good one. I watched Johnson and Johnson guys talk about how they think they're going to have a uh, vaccine ready to test in June on humans. And if that works, they're they're so excited about it. And they're so positive about it that they're actually producing it now without even doing finishing the testing. They're getting ready to mass produce it because they think it's going to work. Wow. Um, That's nice. So they said that if that works, obviously it's not going to be ready for the masses on June 1st, but they're going to have a lot of them out there. They're going to start using it um, and testing it. And then they said sometime by midsummer next year, it could be ready for everyone. Um, so I, I'm watching more of the medical stuff. I was telling you earlier, I'm watching all this health stuff. Like I started buying vitamin C and orange juice and doing, <laughs> getting my, getting my, what was it, 70, 80 grams of vitamin C per day, whatever it is. I'm looking now, how do I get vitamin D and zinc? I'm looking at those things now. turns out for vitamin D, you need to go out into the sun. So that's going to be new yeah. for me. Um, that's going to be weird. Um, I was so, going to say, maybe you should just like put a lawn chair out in the yard yeah. and spend an hour writing out there. Well, I, I would do it. So I've thought about that because that's actually true. Um, I've thought about the problem is, is that I don't, I can't take my dog with me out into the front yard and I would feel bad going out on the front porch and sitting with him in the house. Like I just feel, I feel guilty. So just my, put him on a leash and then put the leash under the leg of your chair and he can sit with you. Yeah, I guess I could do that. I don't know how that would go. As long as he doesn't try to run, which I don't think he would. He's a pretty good, he's a pretty chill dog. Um, but I could go to the backyard where I have my deck and my, yeah. my table, but there's a lot of shade back there. The way my house sits, it's hard for the sun to hit 
yeah. that area throughout the day. So I, but that is something I could do also. Also, I have a real talkative neighbor. And if he sees me, he's going to want to talk for like an hour. And I'm going <laughs> to want to write. In. Yeah, it's, the headphones I'm wearing right now will probably be. Yeah. Those, are, those are obvious. Yes, right? so, exactly. So, um, but I am nonstop. Every day as I'm working, I'm watching these coronavirus videos from these. There's Dr. Yo is one of them that I really love. Um, there's another one. Oh, there's a, there's a YouTube channel called whiteboard doctor that I really, really like. Cause he just goes in and gives me the science and that's all I care about is the science. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is, where's he at? Dr. Yo, he's right there. Oh, there's another doctor. I don't remember what his YouTube channel is. Maybe I'll try to link some of these in the show notes. I don't know. You know, I'm sure a lot of people are just going to be like, I'm watching the news. That's what I watch. That's fine. But I am, there's a doctor who is a health guy that I just literally started watching. Eric Berg, Dr. Eric Berg. He's talking about this keto, keto, keto. How do you say it? Keto diet. Do you know how to say that? Keto. Keto diet. So I'm like, I might try this. Like I literally might try this because I'm really interested in the way that it builds your immune system. And I think I have a pretty good immune system now. I don't get sick. I don't remember the last time I had the flu. I mean, I really don't. Uh, the last time I really got sick was like 2008. I got strep throat really bad and knocked me down. But other than that, I don't remember the last time I got a cold that actually knocked me down. So I feel like I have a pretty good immune system anyway. But I'm like, okay, let's try getting some vitamin C. Now I'll try to get some vitamin D in there and some zinc. Zinc seems to be a big thing with this hydroxychloroquine. It's hydroxychloroquine, uh, azithromycin, which is ZPAC, and then zinc is the third thing that these doctors are adding. And it seems to be doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I'm all about that right now on YouTube. That's, that's where I am with YouTube. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't, the, the keto thing, I mean, I'm not 100% for keto. I'm more like follow the keto ways, but don't be super strict on it. Yeah. But I, I started that. intermittent fasting. Uh, three yeah, days tell me a about week. that. Tell me about that. I love it. I thought it was going to be really difficult, but it's not. So every other day, basically I stopped eating at 6 PM and then um, at 10 a.m. the next morning, I have a Himalayan salt and I'll put a teaspoon. I put it in my mortar and pestle and bust it up because it doesn't dissolve all the way if you don't. And I just put it in an eight ounce glass of water and I down it because there's a, there's a hormone that I don't remember what it's called, cortisol. Cortisol makes, you, makes your body like um, absorb fat, I guess. So when you're, when you're hungry, your cortisol levels are really high. So you need to lower them so that when you do eat, your body doesn't say, I need to keep that. So that's what the salt water does. Um, so I just drink it with a straw, suck it up and be done with it. And then I wait about an hour. So like then at 11, that'll be 18 hours since the last time I ate, I have something high protein. Like I'll have a chicken breast, um, just something, you know, no carbs, super, super low fat. Usually I just have a chicken breast cause it's, it's really high protein. And then an hour after that, I just eat whatever I want. Um, you know, within reason, I'm not going to sit and eat chocolate cake for the rest of the day, but I try to get in some fruits and vegetables and things like that. And then I can eat as late as I want. The next day I eat until six and then I fast for 18 hours and I really like it. My energy level is a lot higher. I've lost a few pounds. Um, and, and it's supposed to boost the immune system as well. It's supposed to level off your um, glucose and, you know, it's okay, good I, stuff. Because the, the, that Eric Berg that I talked about, he, um, he talks about the intermittent fasting. And I was wondering about that. So I might have to look yeah. at that too. And it's the thing is, is I have all this time now. Uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm saving two and a half hours a, week, a day of driving that I didn't have before. Here's the other thing. Now, if you want to add another category to the podcast and say, here are things that Jerry starts and then quits. I have a whole list of those things. 
um, uh, the guitar. So I took guitar lessons back in 2008 in my previous life. And then I kind of put it away because I didn't like practicing. Um, so yesterday I bought a year subscription to an app. I believe it's called Justin Guitar. And uh-huh. they teach you day by day or however we want to do it really. And base, I, I watched a video from a guy on uh, Wheezy Waiter is a YouTube channel. I love been watching him for years. Um, he's been, he's been uh, YouTubing for like 10 years. Oh, longer than that. I, I think 2007 was his first one. Wow. And he's really funny. He's really um, creative, musical, all this stuff. And I really like him. And he posted this thing on procrastination a couple of days ago where he said the way that he's getting past his procrastinating is he's just telling himself, I'm going to do this for 10 minutes and then stop. And I'm like, you know, I want to get back into this guitar. I've been thinking about it for a while. Maybe if I do this, where I just say, I'm just going to take 10 minutes a day because I hate practicing. It's why you and I, well, I don't know about you. It's why I probably quit piano when we were kids. Oh, totally why I quit piano. Hated practicing. It was the worst thing. And now I kick myself every day because I love piano. I wish I could um, play it. One of the things I've been doing during these sprints is I listen to the people talk on YouTube. And then when it's time to sprint, they stop talking. So I tell my Alexa to play Beethoven. And I've been listening to piano uh, by Beethoven. That's what I've been listening to while I, while I sprint. And... Um, so I'm like, well, maybe I can do this 10 minute rule with this guitar where I just pick it up. So yesterday I practiced an A chord for 10 minutes and then I stopped. Today I'm going to do the same thing and I'm going to do the A chord until I'm happy with it. And then I'll go to his next video, which is the D chord. I already know where the D chord is on a guitar. I remember that from when I did it before. I can read music. You can read music, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can still read music to this day. So I think I really have a chance to do this and I'm going to be home for at least the next month and potentially the next two months, who knows? So yeah. this is another thing. And, and again, you can add this to the list of things Jerry starts but quits. And just writing was another one of those things that you could add to that list. Well, I never quit. I mean, that's the one thing yeah. that made it to the list of things I do now. And who knows, maybe I can get this guitar to do the same thing. So that's, that's another thing that I figured out yesterday. I remember I mentioned um, I, I quit paying for... Uh, prolific works and I had money now. Well, the money yeah. went to the Brit box, which is $6.99 a month. And this guitar thing, which is $6.99 a month, although I paid for a year because it was so much, it was like almost 50% cheaper to, to yeah. do it by a year. So yeah. So um, yeah, those are, those are kind of my addictions right now. Should we mark it on the calendar to see how long you go until you quit? We could, I mean, I'm at day two right now, maybe on the podcast, we could just mention if I quit or if I, I'm, I'm at the next you know seven days. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm always okay with being accountable because when you're accountable and you're saying out loud and then you quit, I feel a little bit more guilty about quitting. I still do it, but I feel a little guilty. God, you're such a quitter. I really am. (laughs) Anyway, so those are my addictions. Do you have anything that you're kind of find yourself? I mean, you mentioned the office every day, which is, I do the same thing. I fall asleep to the office every night. Um, I don't really consider that an addiction. It's more like background noise. I I just feel like right now, especially with Keen home from school, I don't have time for addictions. I just don't have time. I'm a busy girl. Um, you know, just trying to keep this house clean. Did you ever see the meme that said something about um, cleaning your house when your kids are at home is like wiping everything down with Oreos or something like that? It's really true. Like right now, I'm looking out my office doors and Kian is sitting there with a fishing pole and attached to the fishing pole are balloons and uh, a huge panda bear. Why? Uh, yesterday he had a bottle of water on there and that was his um, bobber. Um, behind him is my dining room and the dining room is filled with um, blankets over the dining room table because he made himself a fort mansion. Yesterday it was a fort house. Today it's turned into a fort mansion. Oh, he's thinking big. I like that. 
yeah, he's, he's expanding. Um, mm -hmm. my living room, um, I have no cushions on my couch because they're used in the Fort mansion. Sure. Um, I, the toaster is probably still sitting on the counter, uh, from when he made his breakfast this morning. Um, yeah, it's like cleaning with Oreos. I think you're addicted to anyway. cleaning your house. It's an, and it's like a, a horrible addiction that you you don't actually want. I hate cleaning my house. Like people are like, Oh, you love to clean and organize. No, I don't. I just like things clean and organized. And the only way it's going to get done is if I do it because nobody else yeah. is going to do it. So anyway, I have no addictions. I don't have time for addictions. Um, but this week I'm going to revise chapter 30 on Monday and get it to mom. And that's, and that's the last that's the chapter. Final chapter. Yeah. In draft two. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I don't have any classes tomorrow. So I do get to sleep in a little bit. Um, Tuesday, I have one class at five. I'll probably teach and then go back to bed or I might just lay in my chair and go to sleep. I don't know. Um, we'll have to get back to Keen's schoolwork. Last week he was on spring break, so we didn't have to do any. This week we'll get back to it. Um, I'll work on my diamond painting again. Uh, Wednesday, I teach two classes. We'll do Keen's schoolwork. I'm going to start draft three and send some chapters to mom. Like I said before, the first half of it is mostly done. So it just needs kind of a once over until I got, get to chapter 16. Um, Thursday, I teach two classes. We'll do key and schoolwork and then I'll work on the diamond painting some more. Um, Friday, uh, I teach one class. Um, key, we'll do key and schoolwork and then I'll work on draft three some more. I have no idea. Like, I don't even have a goal. Like I want to do two chapters or three chapters or four chapters because I don't know how long it's going to take me. Um, when I get past the first half and I'm revising, then I'll have a better idea. Um, Saturday, I'll work on the diamond painting again. Uh, Sunday podcast laundry. I'll work on draft three. Um, it's also Easter Sunday. So, um, he and will have his Easter egg hunt in the morning. Um, Jeremy is still going to be stranded upstairs. So we'll probably FaceTime so that he could spend Easter Sunday with us, um, downstairs. Um, so it's, I mean, it's, it's a pretty normal week of just schoolwork and diamond painting and work on the book. How's your week looking? I didn't know that Sunday was Easter. Yeah, the 12th. Okay, I don't do anything for Easter, so it's going to be the same for me. Maybe I'll color some eggs, but probably not. I'll probably um, your, your niece has a box to send to you, a little oh. Easter box to send to you. So oh, nice. Yeah. Should I send her she something? She asked me for your address yesterday. Should I send her something? Should I do that? No, it's fine. Uh, good. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so before I get to my week, let's just talk about today because I have – a few things I want to do today. Number one, I want to work on as many chapters as I can, and I'm going to do that. Um, but I also want to look into YouTube. I want to look and see what it takes. We talked about this last week. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast last week or off, but you had thrown out the idea of why don't I host live sprints on my own because I like yeah. them so much. Yeah. And I, I think today what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at YouTube and maybe even do a test. I might get a hold of you later and say, hey, can you go to this YouTube and see if you can see me live and all that good stuff. And I don't know if I'm going to do, I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going to handle that yet, but, um, and maybe this week between like 1145 and 1245, I'll just go on YouTube live. I may not have anybody join me. I may have one person join me. I have no idea, but just say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do some editing and some sprinting. If anybody wants to join me, come on in and we, we can chat. We can do a couple sprints, whatever. Um, I don't know how I'm going to handle this yet, but just follow me on Twitter and I will post anything on Twitter that says, Hey, I'll be live tomorrow at this time. If you want to join me to write. Um, but I'm going to look into that today. I also need to look into getting my 
cover information submitted to Stuart Bache. I have the email that was sent to me a, a month ago when I signed up, but I haven't done it yet. In order to do that, I have to A, write a blurb, which that's going to be rough. Uh, writing a blurb is the worst thing in the world. I've been yeah, kicking around the idea of, yeah, of Facebook messaging Brian Meeks and chatting with him. Um, I think that him and I are, are uh, I don't know how to use, I was going to say friends, but we're not friends, but we are, we know each other well enough to know where if I said, hey, Brian, he would know who I am. Um, I've spoken with him many times on Facebook. I remember last year after, at the, on the last day of 20 Books Vegas, I, I found him near a, um, it was very funny. He was on his way to go to the bathroom and I didn't know it. So we were, I met him <laughs> under the, yeah, near the escalator that goes up to the second floor and we were just chatting and like 10 minutes into the chat, he's like, Hey, walk with me. I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay. So we walked and we stopped near a um, slot machine outside the bathroom and he's like, can you just watch my stuff? I'm like, no problem. So he was in there and he came back and then we continued the conversation for like another half an hour and we just chatted about book stuff. He was telling me the story of when he was stranded in, in an airport in, on his way last year, they went to, oh, I can't remember where they went to do a, uh, uh, man, uh, what's the big city in the Middle East that has the big giant skyscraper? No, that's not right. Bali? Did they go to Bali? I think they went to Bali. So on the way to Bali, he told me the story of being stranded in an airport. Uh, and we were, and then somebody else came over and the three of us just chatted for like a good half an hour. It was really interesting. Um, but I, I'm very happy about, uh, about that. Um, thanks for correcting my English. In I was just outline. checking to see if it was right or wrong. I don't know. Um, I also was thinking about getting a hold of Brian Cohen. He has a company called Best Phage Forward. He's actually the person who wrote my, he helped me write my, my, um, my blurb the first time. Just, I emailed him back and forth for a week until it was good. Really nice guy. And he's got a company called Best Page Forward. I may contact them to see if they'll write it for me. I don't know. Whatever it is though that I do, I want to do it today. Um, and then also, um, I have to find covers that are similar to the cover that I want. And if I can find, you know, those are part of what I have to fill out for the Stuart Bache thing where they say, you know, give us three or four covers that are similar to what you're thinking of. And I've already found a few. Um, I may look around and do it tomorrow. So I want to get that filled out today. If I do the blurb myself, fill it out today. Otherwise, if at least get somebody to write it for me, I'm not, I'm happy paying someone. It's fine. Um, so those are the two things I'm going to do today along with edits and chapters. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow through Thursday are going to be pretty much the same. Um, get up at 6.30, write until, or work until 7, 11.30, sprint from 11.30 to 1, and then work from 1 to 4.30. Um, so Friday, I'm off. Um, my company mm -hmm. did this thing where they're furloughing people. So every month, I'm going to have two extra days off, and then my salary drops by 10%, which is fine. I can handle that for the next few months. It's no big deal. Thanks to the debt repayment plan, I'm kind of set up to, to you know, deal with something like that. So I'm going to have every other Friday off for the next few months. Um, so that means Friday and Saturday, I'm gonna have a lot of time to write. So my goal is to have, I wrote in the outline, I wrote the first 17, but actually it's the first 19 chapters finished by the mm -hmm. time that you and I talk next week. Again, most of those chapters are done or close to done. I may change some words here and there, but by the time that you and I meet next Sunday, I'm hoping to have the first 19 chapters done. And then that drops my average to where now, instead of having a bunch of chapters, I only have 33 chapters to go in like 43 days. So nice. Yeah, I'm dropping that way down. So that's that's my week. That's my plan for the week. I don't have any plans to go anywhere. I may go to the store once. Uh, I'm not sure yet. If I do, it'll be later in the week. I don't know yet. Uh, but other than that, I have no plans to go anywhere. Um, that's my week. Uh, do you All have right. anything else? No. All right. Well, that is the podcast for this week. I feel like we went a little bit longer than usual, which is kind of cool. Um, well, we did talk uh, a lot about the office at the beginning. <laughs> oh, I hope people don't turn it off right there. I hope they keep listening. <laughs> 
I'll tell you what, if you keep listening, can you guys just tweet at Lindsay and I or email? I prefer you tweet it, but at Lindsay and I, um, what's your favorite episode of The Office? I'm really curious. Yeah, I would love to know. Yeah, and, and I'm, I, you know what? If you're a UK Office fan, which by the way, one of the best shows of all time, um, what is your favorite episode of that one? Mine, by the way, is Free Love on the Freeway High, Free Love Highway. I think it's episode three where he plays that song. And I love that episode. Um, I don't know. Did you ever watch the UK Office? I, I've watched it twice and it's been a while. So I, I feel like I need to watch it again mm. and refresh because I don't, I, I feel like I've watched so many of the American version that I've kind of lost the British version a little bit. So I'll have to go back and, and refresh on that maybe. So you'll have that done by next Sunday? Well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So you can find me at jerryevanoff.com. You can email me, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. Uh, find me on Twitter. Just search my name. My handle is jerrye25. And uh, on Facebook, you can friend my, my page, Jerry Evanoff Author. The rest of my info you can find in the show notes, Snapchat and Instagram and that stuff that I don't really deal with too much. So, yeah. Uh, you can find me at lindsayevanoff.com. You can email me, lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash Lindsay Evanoff author, Instagram at Lindsay Evanoff author, and Twitter Evanoff Lindsay. If you like our podcast, give us a review on the podcast page. And until next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com. 